So we're holding by Melech Malif, we had Perech of Be'ez, Pasuk, Mem Aleph, the Shua started as Eschosi Lenishmas, Yechaschal Shraga ben Avram Yehuda, Shotzbi Eschosi Lenishmas, Moshe ben Daniel, Chaim Eloza ben Shimshon Aryeh, as well as Eschos for Fushlem of Chaim Moshe, Shoba Malka Chaim Dei, Bimin Arachel, and Chana Leib Ashen Darachel, Shotzbi Eschos for all those in the Makam Sakana, in and around Eretz Yisrael. So last time we finished learning about the end of the life of Achav, and that Achav's throne was assumed by his son Achazia. Rather than continue with the story of Achazia, the Navi now interrupts to tell us a few psukim about the life of Yehoshaphat, who was concurrent with Achav, the Melech of Yehuda. Also, Achav's brother-in-law, he married Achav's sister. Pazik Memalev, Yehoshaphat ben Asa Malach al Yehuda. Yehoshaphat, the son of Asa, became king over Yehuda. Bishnas Arbel Achav Melech Yisrael in Achav's fourth year. And Pazik Membez, Yehoshaphat ben Shleishim Echamei Shana ben Malchai. Yehoshaphat was 35 years old when he became king. Ve'ezim Echamei Shana Malach B'Yushalayim. And he ruled for 25 years in Yerushalayim. V'shem Imai, and the name of his mother was Azuva Ba'ashilchi. Azuva, the daughter of Shilchi. So the... Abar Benel says that the Malchus of Yehuda is really the primary focus of Jewish history because that is the lineage that is going to lead to Mashiach. And therefore, the Psukim give the story of Malchus David, Malchus based David first, and then they only interject with some of the narrative of the Malche Yisrael, of the Ten Shvatim, who were concurrent with the Malche Yehuda. But that's why, continuously, we're going to interrupt the narrative of the Ten Shvatim to discuss what's going on with Malchus based David, even if the events are not as significant, because the kings of Malchus Yehuda and the kingdom of Malchus Yehuda are the more significant characters in our history. It's interesting to note that there's a large discrepancy in the treatment of the kingdom of the reign of Yehoshaphat between Malachim and between Divrei Yamim. Whereas here in Malachim, we're going to see only a total of 11 psukim that deal with the Malchus of Yehoshaphat. In Divrei Yamim, there are four prakim for a total of 101 psukim that discuss the Malchus of Yehoshaphat. That's a very large discrepancy. It would seem from Divrei Yamim that a lot happened, and yet, Melachim, he only gets 11 psukim, whereas Achav is the one that uh, most of the story is uh, dedicated to to discussing. So Rav Moshe Eisenman, in his parish on Divrei Yamim that was put out by Art Scroll, beautifully deals with this point. He says, let's look at what Divrei Yamim mentions that is left out by Melachim. Yehoshaphat had three major wars during his life. One is the war with Achav that is discussed in detail in Malachim. The second is a war where the combined forces of Moiv and Amoin attack Yehuda. And the third is where a, a, a rebellion by Moiv against the Malchus of Yisrael, against his nephew Yehiram, Achav's son, and Yehoshaphat allies himself with Yehiram in this battle. There was also a significant reform on the judicial system that Yehoshaphat undertook, where he completely redoes and reestablishes uh, and revamps, really, the judicial system, the system of Bezdin, the system of local Bateidinim, and it's a major, major accomplishment and a feather in Yehoshaphat's cap. Yet, Malachim speaks not, nothing of these accomplishments, and this is a great accomplishment, established Bateidinim, Chesha Mishpat, what a great accomplishment. But the key is a pasuk that is written in Malachim, which is left out of Divrei Yamim, and it is a very important pasuk, although it seems almost like a throwaway line. It's pasuk Memches, which we will get to in a couple of shiurim. The pasuk says, "Umelech aim be'edaim nitzav melech," that there was no king ruling over Edaim; there was just a royal appointed governor. Again, a throwaway line. It's talking about Yehoshaphat's accomplishments, and it throws in the line that Edaim was still ruled by a royal appointed governor. 
Now, there is the constant struggle, says Rav Eisenman, between Esav and Yaakov, and the point or the fact that there was a, a appointed governor over Edom and they weren't self-ruling, they weren't independent, was a clear demonstration that Yaakov was ascending over Esav at this time. At the beginning of Bayez Rishon, clearly you see that Yaakov was ruling over Esav. However, this is the last Malchus, this is the last uh, king where this is true, and that's why it's mentioned by Yahshaphat. Because as soon as Yahshaphat's son Yehiram takes over, Yehiram is a Russia, and it leads to Edom breaking out and, and gaining their independence to the point where they start to ascend, and eventually by the end of the Bayashani, they are the ruling authority in the world, and they obviously are the ones behind Chorban Bayashani. So you have this switch that occurs after Yahishafat's time, where Edom go, goes from being subservient to Klai Yisrael to being their rulers. So says Rav Eisman, although this independence occurs during the reign of Yehiram, because he was a Melech Rasha whose Maisim led to this independence, but ultimately the fault lays with Yahishafat. Because Yahishafat was the one who chose for a Shidduch, for this Yehiram, his son, a daughter of Achav and Izevel, a Russia, a Salya, who had the influences of Izevel and Achav in her, and she's the one that caused Yahiram to go off the derech, and therefore the fault of that Shidduch is laid at the feet of Yahishafat. That's the significance of that Pasuk, Umelechim Be'edam Nitzav Melech, that Yahishafat's rule, Yahishafat's Malchus, was the last Malchus of which it could be said that Klai Yisrael had the upper hand over Edom. So Malachim is looking to point out what was the significance or what significant accomplishments or what significant events during Yahishafat's Malchus were relevant to the continuation of Jewish history? And although he has improvements in Limar Atayra, establishment of the strong judicial system, everything that he accomplished, they did not have any significant impact on Jewish history. They were not lasting changes. But you know what was an event? You know what was something significant from his Malchus? The fact that his Malchus was the one that brought about the independence of Edom in the following generation. So his Malchus, the impact of Yeshavat's Malchus had, unfortunately, a negative consequence in history. The fact that his Malchus is always going to be remembered as the last one during which Edom was subservient to Klai Yisrael. And so to make this point, Malachim leaves out any mention of any of Yeshavat's accomplishments, because although they were great accomplishments and they were very worthy of mention, but Melachim wanted to focus on the most important part, which is the fact that there was not yet a king of Edom during his Malchus, but that did not continue after. And that is the lasting impression that Melachim wants to leave with regards to Yahshaphat's Malchus. And this is in contrast to the goal of Sefer Divri Yamim, which was to paint a full portrait of each person, including Yahshaphat. So to understand the person Yahshaphat is to talk about his accomplishments, to talk about all of the changes that he brought about. But it's a, a, a big lesson to us to what to take away from the Malchus of Yahshaphat and really the Malchus of Asa as well. They both started with tremendous promise. And when we look back, they were great Sadiqim, but they each had failures during their Malchus. And those are failures that not only impacted their generation, but have lasting impacts till, till today. First, in the days of Asa, his inability to bring about a kiyom of the original nevuah, that the split between the ten shvatim and the two shvatim was only supposed to last 36 years until Asa's malchus and Asa's failures causing that that breach, that split remained permanent and then leading to the failures of Yahshua that brought about ultimately the ascendancy of Edom, the 
loss of Malchus based David, of great Sadikim, of future generations, the steady decline of that Malchus, and ultimately the Churban of the first bias and the Churban of the second bias that was brought about by the ascendancy of Edom.